Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by David Hellier. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Now, oh, what a fun one. Uh, thank you, Toby and everyone. Uh, some of you have noticed that there has been a scheduling error. Welcome, my name's Dave. Um, You're as surprised as I am to see my name on the list, don't you worry about that. Um, We are continuing our uh, series, I say our series, it's yours, I've been out with the kids and with the youth, but I've been, you know, playing the YouTube catch-up game. We're doing Romans 12, uh, but before we do jump into that, um, morning Steve, smiling like a Cheshire cat, Uh, (laughs) uh, I'd like to tell you a little story about some boats, if that's okay. Full disclosure, I didn't make this up. I've, I've, I've read something and gone, that's a nice idea, and adapted it. Complete honesty, I know that um, people get in trouble for plagiarism, don't they? Well, I'm not a fan of that. So I thought I'll be totally honest. Um, I read an essay a few years ago by um, C.S. Lewis. Uh, it's in Mere Christianity, which is in the library, if you'd like to borrow it afterwards. The library's better than that. Uh, I think it's in book three, chapter one, but, you know, we'll, we'll spare you the details. And he tells a little uh, illustration. He uses an illustration of some boats. I have some boats. I believe joining us on video this morning is Worthing. Morning, Worthing. Morning, Worthing. Um, and uh, in Worthing, they get far more excited about boats. Uh, they live by the sea. This is a boat, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, come on. Oh. You see, I normally work with the kids and the youth and they love that sort of stuff. Um, is that not going to work for you? Thank you. Um, this is, ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to a flotilla. Not a fajita, but a flotilla. Does anybody know what... Hang on, I've got some notes here. Then I could tell you what a flotilla meant. Um, does, anyone, <laughs> does anybody know what a flotilla is? No, come on, it's not a, a, a word we use every day. We don't all live in Worthing. Um, this, this is a boat, a ship. This is a ship. These are ships. And uh, this is a flotilla. And some of you are going, but Dave, why are these boats on the whiteboard? They're not on a whiteboard. They're in the sea. Look at all the waves. <laughs> Can't you tell? Now it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> 20 years ago, this would have been a fuzzy felt. Right. <laughs> Flannel graph for all you Americans listening. Right. Um, This is a flotilla of ships. What's a flotilla? Let me read it out so I don't get it wrong. Uh, Before we start, let's define flotilla. Since I imagine none of us here use this word on a daily basis. Other than the folks from Worthing. Oh, look, a flotilla. Um, The Oxford Dictionary says it's a small fleet of ships or boats. So a small collection. This is small, isn't it? It's not enormous. Uh, Collection of ships travelling together can be called a flotilla. And I happen to have a flotilla with me this morning. Thank you very much. It's just been great. Thanks, everyone. No. (laughs) Uh, These boats are all the same, aren't they? No. No. They all look the same, don't they? No. They're all travelling in the same place, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Yes, they must be. Otherwise, they're not a flotilla. 
They're just a bunch of boats bobbing around on the water, aren't they? Think about it. There's three things we need to learn about a flotilla this morning. Thing number one is this flotilla, each boat needs to be individually healthy. Each ship needs to be individually seaworthy, capable of taking on the high seas. Why? Because if it's not, it can't join our flotilla, can it? So then it's not part of a flotilla, it's just a boat at the seaside. There's lots of them, aren't there, up on the beach. They're just pulled there, up on the beach. Kind of like, here's what you could have won. This could have been in the water, but it's not. It's up on the beach. If, it, if our boat isn't seaworthy, if it isn't individually healthy, if our boat isn't actually ready to take on the waves, it's not part of our flotilla. It's just a boat. It might be a nice boat, but it's just a boat. Our boat needs to be serviced. Our boat needs to be cared for and looked after. Otherwise, it's not ready to join our motley crew. Look at those boats. I think I like this boat the best, although I'm strangely drawn to this one because I myself am rather large and difficult to turn. Um, <laughs> what's that funny for? Oh, dear. Every sailor on every ship has an individual responsibility, doesn't he? Yeah. Or she? Yeah. Every sailor on every ship has an individual responsibility to maintain the healthiness of their vessel. These boats must be, thing two, if you're making notes. That's nobody, I heard nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks, Dave. Oh, great. Point number two, let's write that down. Um, thing two is these boats must be in good relationship with one another, mustn't they? They must stay within good relationship with one another. If these boats, this one looks like he's a fast one, doesn't he? If he goes too fast and bashes into that boat, are they in a good relationship? No. no. Do we have a flotilla? Well, we used to, but it sank now, didn't it? Because <laughs> they crashed into each other. Our boats need to be in good relationship with one another. They need to not drift apart and not bash together. Sometimes the storms of life cause our boats to bash together or to almost bash together, don't they? Yeah. And then we need to remember that each one of us on every single ship needs to be what? In good individual health. Yeah. So that we try and do our best to steer away from bashing into the ships that we're supposed to be in a flotilla with. Because we're a flotilla, aren't we? We're not just a bunch of, bunch, uh, boat, bunch of boats bobbing along in the water. <laughs> there were so many bees in there, they all got stuck. And then they, they came out at once. Um, so right, Charles will get there. Um, I can't claim to be in my flotilla, can I? If I get my speedboat and go off on my own. Then I'm not in the flotilla, am I? I'm just a boat bobbing around on the water. I might be a nice boat. I might be a healthy boat. But I'm not in a flotilla. I want to be in a flotilla. It's a cool name. You hear it and you go, I want to be part of that. That, that I can commit to. It's in the flotilla. It's taking on water, but it's in the flotilla. Get it away from that wave. Uh, <laughs> Failure for these guys to work together, to work for that common goal, means our flotilla breaks up. But when we work together, they see that the flotilla can arrive at its destination 
However, in order for us to do that, we need thing three. Scribble, scribble, scribble. He said thing three. Thing three is what? We need to acknowledge that there is and then submit ourselves to the plan. If we don't acknowledge that there is a plan, we don't have a flotilla, do we? We just have a bunch of boats bobbing about on the water, yeah. don't we? Because they ain't going anywhere together. We're just a bunch of boats on the water and we can go down to Worthing any day of the week and see a bunch of boats bobbing about on the water. But they're not a flotilla unless that they acknowledge that there is and then submit themselves to the plan. Has to be a plan. The thing that makes these guys a flotilla is their common objective, the common goal, and the common authority over the top of each of them, which tells me where to, where to get my big ship or my little one to. <laughs> any, ship, any ship which goes off to do its own thing is just going to create a bunch of boats bobbing on the water. But when they work together, when they look out for one another, when they're in a good relationship with one another, what do we have? Flotilla. It's everyone's favourite new word. I don't know about you, I'm exhausted already. Part of you didn't warn me about the conditioning required for this. Wow. A flotilla is only recognisable as a flotilla because of this diverse, small collection of boats that are travelling together to a single destination. That is what makes it this thing. If they're not doing any one of those three things that we just said, individually healthy, in good relationship with one another, or acknowledgement and then submission to the plan, they ain't a flotilla. They're just a bunch of boats bobbing on the water. Now, when C.S. Lewis wrote about boats like this, he was writing about morality. I've riffed on his work a little bit, had a bit of fun with it and talked about the flotilla. Um, but I suspect that none of us are really that bothered about boats. Um, I could be wrong, but I look out there this morning and I go, no, no, I, have, I, have, I see the look of some uninspired people by these boats. So I will not be offended. It took me all of 10 minutes to make this. So uh, <laughs> time well spent, I'd say. Uh, let's, let's crack open our Bibles at Romans 12, shall we? Yes, Dave, let's do it. Right. Consecrate, guys. Who are with us this morning? Give them a wave. Uh, Consecrate your eyes. Uh, page 682, if you're following along, uh, which they are, aren't you? If you're in Consecrate and you don't have a Bible, go and nab one. There's a couple of spare ones there. Okay. We're just going to read this all through. I'll attempt to uh, exercise some self-control and not jump in and interrupt it too much. And then we'll read it through again. All right. We happy with that? Yes, Dave, you have to be, let's be honest. Before I start, is everyone there? Yes. yes. I'll try and look for the red dot on the camera. Good morning, Dad. My dad's watching this morning. All right, Dad. He's sat at home with his feet up, he's just had an op. Get well soon, Dad. Right. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but 
Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. That's underlined in my Bible. Um, Don't think you're better than you really are. I think Shelley did that. Uh, Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given each of us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage, be encouraging. (laughs) I love how it doesn't say like do it well. It says give it a go. Be encouraging. Uh, If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Again, it doesn't tell us to lead well or to do it brilliantly because it knows that we're all human. It does say, give it a go. Lead with responsibility. Take it seriously. Uh, And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't pretend to love others, really love them. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy. But work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Then you'll get good at it. Sorry, I added that bit. Um, Always be ready to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Again, that's been underlined. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. And if they're thirsty, give them something to drink. And in doing this, you'll heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. We did it. I don't know about you, but when I look at this picture, I don't see a flotilla. I see a church. I don't see a flotilla. I see a church. I'd see it even better if I had my notes in the right order. It's a collection of different people who all look different, who all have different gifts and abilities like we just saw, with a common goal, a common destination, and a common authority over us all. God, yeah? Let's read through this again and let, let, let's let 
God challenge us wherever he may. Um, as you scan through these top verses, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. What does holy mean? Set apart. Set apart. If this was common or garden, this one would be set apart. Right? So if this, all out here, around the room, is common or garden, then living here, in this little group, is holy, set apart, for a purpose, on purpose, deliberately. Chapter 12, indeed. Still there. I'll get some other ones in as well. I'll try. <laughs> uh, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but be transformed by renewing the way you think. Not just about the world, but about each other, isn't it? Because if I, because I've got a speedboat, want to speed up too far, and Mr. Sailboat here can't keep up with me, I'm not being loving to him, am I? I'm going to sink him. <laughs> because I'm going to race off and bash into him or cause him harm. I, I need to live in good relationship with one another. But let's, let me contain myself, put myself back in my box. Point one about being set apart, being chosen, being in this flotilla, being holy, is I have the individual responsibility for me. Don't I? Yeah. 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 You ever had that thing, um, and, and I know people fall on two ways like this, because there's an expression with cars, isn't there, like drive it like a rental, like, you know, because it ain't yours, so you don't look after it. <laughs> However, then there are other times when, when someone gives something to you, you go, oh, so-and-so gave me that, that's really precious. Yeah. And then you really look after it because it's not yours. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to put it to you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that these boats are not yours. Anymore. They're you, but they're not yours. They've been bought with a price. Yes. They don't belong to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so therefore, we need to look after them. Yeah. And we need to service them and keep them seaworthy. There's an encouragement in 1 Timothy, which sums this up neatly for me. 1 Timothy 4.16 says, Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and for the salvation of those who hear you. Yeah. My health has health implications for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. My health yeah. has health implications for everyone else. Yeah. Your health has health implications, doesn't it? For the roads that are around you. Yeah. I can't be a reckless driver. I can't go off on my own. I need to stay true to the plan. My responsibility is to stay true to what is right for the sake of my own salvation and for the sake of those around me. My responsibility is to pick up my cross daily and follow him. Nobody else is responsible for me reading my Bible for me or saying prayers for me. Uh, that's something I have to do for myself. There's an old um, expression which I believe is an old expression about rabbis. Um, and I heard it in a in Jewish rap song, so who knows what that's worth. Um, a guy called Mattis Yehu, if you want to look him up. He has this expression, it's a, it's a, it's a line that says, um, the rabbi is the geologist of the soul. 
He'll show you where to dig, but the digging you must do yourself. The rabbi is the geologist of the soul. He'll show you where to dig, but the digging you must do yourself. People like Pastor Clive or Pastor Colin or Rohan or Kevin or JD, caught up on the tape, um, are like geologists. They show you where to dig, but you must dig yourself. It's my responsibility to cultivate my own faith, isn't it? I can't ask anyone to do that for me. My relationship with others in this little flotilla, ta-da, flotilla, um, don't pretend to love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Verse 16, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all, Dave. I added the Dave, but the other bit's in there. (laughs) It's true though, isn't it? It's not written to everyone else. I mean, it is written to everyone else, but I have to read it to me. Um, You've had this um, realisation that if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't know half the people in the room. It's a funny one when it hits you. You go, if, except for Jesus, I would not know who you all are. <laughs> Steve, every now and again, delivers groceries to my sister-in-law. <laughs> well, that connection wouldn't even exist except for Jesus. What, some random guy turning up in a van? Hello, I think I know you. <laughs> That's too bizarre. Except for Jesus, I wouldn't know you. Um, (laughs) but I do because of Jesus Jesus binds us together Jesus draws us together with his cords of thank you, love, yes (laughs) it's interactive, I like it It's enjoyable. last week with the children of the youth we were looking at Deborah and and Deborah's a funny one if you look at her story, the story's not about Deborah the the story's about everyone else and she's like the kingpin that holds it all together or the queenpin perhaps um, everything happens around her and she pulls it all together, but it's not actually about her. But you know what she does? She gives courage to other people. Barak comes to her. At, well, she calls him. <laughs> she calls him. Uh, and, and he's fearful because he doesn't want trust what God has said. And she gives him courage. You can have fearful people around you and you can give them courage. Deborah saw the victory... She didn't do it. She saw the victory through others, didn't she? You can see victories in your friends' lives too. Don't mean you have to do it. You have to show up, give them courage. So you can do this. God's got the victory. He'll confuse Sisera and the enemies. They'll basically look after themselves and then jail. (laughs) Wait, you see what she does with the camping supplies. Um, (laughs) She got kicked out of camping world. Um, The ones not laughing are the ones who haven't read the story. Judges 4 or 5, go and have a look. Um, Our role is to show up for our friends, isn't it? To show up for those that are in the flotilla with us. To be that one in the middle who isn't there on the outside either. Wow. uh, Ministering with a tent peg or, um, or, or, or leading an army. She didn't do either, but she gave courage to them. My responsibility in this is to drive carefully, isn't it? Yeah. 
to make sure I don't bash into other people. Yeah. It's inevitable to some degree because the seas are stormy. And I'm a bad pilot sometimes. But I must stay in good relationship with these. It's my responsibility to stay connected. I must resist the, 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 the possibility of shooting off because the sea looks bluer on the other side. I don't think that's an expression, but let's try it this morning, just see how it goes. The sea's bluer over there, I'll, I'll go that way. Well, then you're not part of the flotilla, are you? You're just a bunch of boats bobbing on the water. Who wants that? Trees don't want that. You know, trees in a forest, sorry, I, I think in pictures. Um, if you hadn't guessed, I think in pictures. Um, trees in a forest are stronger, aren't they? Stick a tree out on its own, it's going to get battered. Stick smaller trees together in a forest, they stand up. Why? They look after each other. And also, if you listen to the really airy-fairy stuff, they tie their, knot, their roots together in knots. <gasps> Ooh. Don't get too excited about that, though. Um, it's my responsibility to stay connected to church, to small group, to United, or consecrate to you lot. I have to resist the temptation to run off on my own spiritual thing and just go, oh, it's just me and Jesus. <laughs> Who are you kidding? <laughs> Ain't you and Jesus? It's you and your hot chocolate. <laughs> Jesus didn't want you to go off with just him. Yeah. He put you in a body. I'm going to be good and I'm going to leave that there because I could go off on that one. Um, let's just use this analogy. I've, I've drawn a little picture on, on my thing. You ever seen the Adams family and there's just that hand? That is a picture of you disconnected from the body. Nobody likes it and it stinks, let's be honest. <laughs> You have to stay connected to the body. That's where the life is. That's where the, the blood flowing through you is. If you want to be disconnected from the body, good luck to you, but it ends in death. Uh, that's just a warning. Take it for what it is. I'm a youth worker. Give me some grace. Um, <laughs> I have a right responsibility to live in those with relationship around me. Sometimes the waters of life do get choppy. Sometimes I get very close to bashing into people, but... Because, sorry, Simon smiled at me. It's mostly him. Um, <laughs> but because we know and love one another, we do our best to stay together. Yes. Yes. We look conflict in the face and we go, well, we'll get around this one then, won't we? That's right. Why? Because what we have together is better than what we have apart. Yes. Wow. You guys like that stuff. Okay. <laughs> It is my responsibility, and I remind myself regularly, to live at peace with everyone. As far as it is possible with me, live at peace. Are there brothers and sisters in our lives who are drifting off? Is it part of my responsibility to reach out and pull them back? Are there people in my life who I was good friends with, who have drifted off, is it part of me being a body to pull them back? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Am I good at it? Not always, no. Am I trying? Yeah. A lot of what you get through this scripture isn't be excellent at everything and if you're not excellent, you're rubbish. No, it's, it's give it a go. Yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a terrible outlook on life, isn't it? Outlook on life, isn't it? To do the other thing. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Uh, 
There is a plan. It's up to me to acknowledge that there is a plan and submit myself to it. Pastor Clive, it would be really handy if he could do that for us. Don't know about you. I think it would be great if we could just outsource all our submission to him. Um, Clive, I've been having a look at my diary and uh, Tuesday morning, if you can just sort out my bad heart for me, that would be grand. Uh, Tuesday's looking busy. Block the rest out. Uh, no. No, no, that's something I have to do regularly. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Do I have to understand it all? No. Do I understand it all? No. Most liberating words I've ever learned were, I do not know. I'm still learning them considering getting a tattoo. Um, <laughs> Do I think God's will is good? Yeah. Yes. Do I think it's pleasing? Sometimes. Do I think it's perfect? Rarely. Why? Because I'm honest. And I love my brothers. And for those of you that don't know, they don't live here anymore. I mean, my actual brothers, like my two blood brothers, shared a room with one of them for 16 years, still got PTSD. Um, <laughs> And those of you who know him just laughed. Um, <laughs> it's hard for me to say, brother, go and live in Cape Town, South Africa for 19 years and come back every two to three years. That's hard for me. It's hard for me to say, other brother, go and live in Bosnia, have fun, 14, 15 years, whatever it is now. That's hard. Do I think God's will is perfect? Yes. But I think it through gritted teeth sometimes. Why? Because I'm honest. God's will for our lives is good and it is pleasing and it is perfect. And when it is not one of those three things, it's my fault. I have to do some hard work to go, God, I see the greater good in you sending them. God, I see the bigger thing, the bigger picture in sending Fraser to America. I love him. I don't want to see him go, but I want to see him go. Yeah. I love my brothers. I don't want to see him go, but I want to see him go. Have you seen what's happened to them when they've been out there? It's been great. It's been brilliant for them. I have to think big picture, don't I? Yeah. Not just about me. Yeah. Yeah. That hurts. But we can be honest. That's fine. We can also be brief because otherwise I'll overrun. <laughs> Take yourself seriously. God does. Some of us are tempted to consider ourselves to be a joke or an also-ran or, a, or a, an added extra or whatever. That didn't come out right, but you know what I meant. We have an expression that we use with the youth. God is good and your life matters. Why do we say that? Because you're tempted to think you don't. We don't have to have a reminder for the things that you're not tempted to think. Have a reminder for things you're tempted to think. As in you're, th you're tempted to think you don't count. I used to have a thing over me when I was a bit younger, which was everyone else except me. Why? Well, because my brothers are ridiculously talented with music. Not me. I'm a DJ. That means I take everyone else's music and I make it sound worse. Right, <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, I used to see other people doing stuff and I was too young, so it was everyone else except me. I used to see these people getting these signing certificates when they've done exams. Do you know you can get them with like the top half of the alphabet in them? 
They're good. Um, I had some of the other ones too. And uh, I used to kind of think everyone else except me. And then what? You have to have God come and give you a little slap. So stop being so self-obsessed. It's not all about you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a little bit too affirmative for that one. Um, and, uh, uh, and I have to take myself seriously, don't I? I can't make excuses for myself my whole life. Yeah. I have to grow up. Yeah. Ouch. Whew, this is a lot more um, open than I thought it would be. <laughs> Cheeky. You sneaked it out of me. Um, don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform. Victim culture is huge, isn't it? There's a reason why I can't do this, that and the other. Mm, yeah, there is. Sometimes the reason's you. Um, that's what it is for me. I'm not putting it on you, but sometimes the reason's me. Yeah. Yeah. That one didn't land so well. It probably <laughs> meant it was closer to the target. Um, <laughs> don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Yeah. I have to change the way that's I right. think that's about right. me, about others, yeah. and what God's asking me to do. This is really interesting. Sometimes, as Protestants, hear me, just stick with me, don't worry about the fact that I just said Protestants and not whatever. Um, we focus on our beliefs because we're very excited about rejecting religion, which is about actions, right? Yeah. However, let's read something together. In James chapter 2. James chapter 2 verse 14 says this. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Question mark. Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing, what good does that do? That's a real question. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now someone might argue, some people have faith and others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? We have a trap as a style of church. Not Kingdom Faith Church, I mean the Protestant church. That we're so anti-actions, or say like the Catholic style of church, that we can think all the right things and think if I get my theological ducks in a row, I'm good. Let me tell you this, if this flotilla is all in the harbour and none of them are at sea, but they all think the right things about flotillas, does that make them a flotilla? No, it makes them boats stuck in the harbour. They have to do the right thing. As they go out into the water, they get faced with the question, which of the two sons that the father spoke to that Jesus mentions 
or am I? Am I the son that says, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go out into the field and work and then doesn't. Or am I the son that says, no, I'm not sure that's for me, dad. But then does. Who does the will of the father? The one who's got his theological ducks in a row or the one who does something? The one who does something. We have to do something. These boats in this flotilla, Jesus isn't their Lord because they call him Lord. Jesus is their Lord because they do what he says. Jesus isn't their Lord because they call him Lord. Jesus is their Lord because they do what he says. A ship can believe it's in the flotilla all it likes, but until it acts like that, it's just a good storyteller. Faith without good deeds is useless. It isn't about what we believe to be true. It's about what we act out. How do we actually live our lives? That's amazing in James. (laughs) Even the demons believe and tremble because they believe all the right things. They just act completely wrong. They act completely anti because somehow they think they've got some master plan that will win it. No, 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 no. We are to be those who show our beliefs, to demonstrate what we believe by our actions. Nearly there. Let's try and land the plane. Ephesians 2.10. Seatbelts. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us when? Oh, long ago. God's had plans for you from long ago. They're for you to do, not believe. He doesn't want you to believe. I mean, he does want you to believe the things he says about you, but he doesn't just want you to believe the things he says about you. He wants you to do the things that he's planned for you. It's lovely to believe what he says about you. It's great to do the things he's planned for you. That's our challenge, isn't it? As a church, as believers anywhere, to say, I'm part of the flotilla. Oh, that's a good sound, isn't it? Should we do that again? I'm part of the flotilla. God, I hear you. And I'm going to keep myself, what? Individually healthy. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to live in good. Top of the class. And then I'm going to recognise that there is a... I'm going to submit myself to it. Recognising is half. Submitting is the other half. Now, I have a prophetic word for someone. I wrote it down this morning. I got it in the prayer meeting. It says, resist the urge to run to the toilet. I don't know who that's for, but if it's for you. (laughs) The water cooler can wait. I've needed a drink since I got up here. Don't go. Can I uh, ask you 
to, to find two people. And can we pray with one another? Can we be the body this morning? Can we say, are you healthy? Are you individually everything you need to be? Is there some way I can help if you're not? Is there anything that's going on in your life which it would be a burden shared if you were to share it with me? Can I carry something for you, with you? Where's Mark? Mark drove my dad to the home from the doctors the other day. Thank you, Mark. That's the body, isn't it? He didn't need to believe that he could drive the car for him. He actually needed to drive it. <laughs> I got a phone call from my mum and I was, I was running United at the time. I'm like, mum, I'm kind of busy right now. Um, I can't go. Mark, Friday night, out of the blue, goes and picks up my parents. Thank you. It's doing something, isn't it? What can we do? So um, let's be body right now. Let's be body right now. Turn, talk to someone, say who? Hello. Pleased to meet you. He's nearly finished speaking, which is good. Um, wherever you are at home, turn. Talk to one another. Share something. Let's pray and let's be the body together this morning. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.